And welcome to the first episode of AZ Doc Talk Podcast. My name is Cole Garrett. And I'm Jacob Garrett. And, well, this is going to be a little passion project that we've uh, wanted to do for a long time and finally kicking it off. Yep, and we finally figured out how to do this whole podcast thing. It's been kind of fun trying to set it all up, considering we know absolutely nothing on how to get it all done, (laughs) but I think we got it now, so. It's a work in progress. Yes. It's already better than the first run that we did, so. Yeah, always a good time when you uh, spend like an almost a little over an hour on something, hit stop, go, okay, yeah, we got our recording, and then a recording won't work. <laughs> got stuck in Never Ever Land. Yeah, so we had to scrap that and start fresh. Yeah, so we got a solid warm-up in for everybody. Yep. But, uh, so this is the podcast we're going to kind of go over... A lot of uh, like Arizona bass fishing is going to be our big topic. Obviously, it's a fishing podcast. Uh, going to do a lot of tournament stuff, mostly local. I'm um, going to cover a lot of like elite series stuff too with Bassmaster, and kind of just overall fishing news. Um, seems like MLF's going to be a big topic with that. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, especially with what's gone on uh, the last few uh, big tournaments there, but. But yeah, so it's going to be kind of a hodgepodge of a lot of different things. We are going to get into uh, segments, you know, weekly. We're going to try to post episodes every Thursday, um, kind of do a recap of past week's tournaments locally, uh, kind of go off, you know, what weights, where everybody was at, not in literal position on the lake, but more like where the actual tournament circuits went out if we do know we will tell everybody and tell everybody exactly what they were using and go to that same exact spot because blow up everybody's spots that obviously means if you go to the next day (laughs) and throw the same exact thing you're gonna have the same exact results but no not gonna go out blowing (laughs) up anybody's spots any bass fisherman knows that i'm i'm being very sarcastic oh yeah because things change by like the hour out here so yes on the lakes yeah, so we're going to kind of cover all of that, and then we're going to do a uh, little bit of looking forward, as I guess you could say, into uh, what the weekend's going to hold for what tournaments are going to be coming out that weekend, uh, where everybody's going to be at, and maybe even give a little two cents as to you know how we think the lakes are going to be. Uh, we're really going to be doing a lot of recapping on uh, the Southwest Custom Tackle Tournament Trail. Yep. We're going to be fishing that one this year. Uh, it's going to be our first tournament, like full tournament series in, shoot, three years, four years? Longer than that. It's got to be at least close to four. Because whenever... For me, anyway. That's yeah, whenever you, you had your daughter. Mm-hmm. We kind of took a break for a little while till, And just life in general. Yep. COVID kind of shot that to heck for a yep. little bit, too. So, yeah, we're back for a full season. Really excited. on uh, trying to knock rust off. I apparently don't know how to fish i am on back-to-back trips of just getting waxed yeah i'm i'm a great guide at this point and that's about all i'm good for yeah i would say so until i i picked i caught two of my fish out of spots i picked yesterday so somebody had to drive yesterday but saturday but yeah we went to roosevelt to do a little little pre-fishing and learned absolutely nothing really so it was really tough. I I learned how to control frustration is where I was at. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, what do we do? We caught one. I caught one flipping. 
Um, and then two more basically Texas rigging because it wasn't actually flipping. I was just dragging. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's been tough. One on a drop shot. And, and then we caught came. a bunch of shorts like first thing in the morning. Yeah, just a bunch of babies. Yeah, it, it should be fun. Gonna have to knock some rust off. We haven't, like I said, we haven't done a tournament in a few years. So I'm excited to get back into it, get going. Well, we did do a few two tournaments last year yeah back just to back kind of cherry picked a couple and did pretty well that's true considering we hadn't fished tournaments in years so those are always fun ones though and you can just oh they're going here this weekend eh, let's jump in yeah. see what happens and for us usually that goes pretty well yeah normally the l lesser amount of practice for us we do better yeah so then you're kind of just flying with it. You don't have any preconceived notions of what you're doing. But right now, I just I need a fish to get some confidence going. Yeah, for it's sure. Getting ugly. I've been there plenty of times, too, where it took me a long time to figure out Bartlett. Because it would be like every every weekend after you'd go, because you'd go and be like, oh, yeah, we caught like 55. <laughs> just a bunch of little ones, but it wasn't that bad. And then when... I jump on it and I'm like, oh, sweet. Well, let's go there next weekend. And then we go out there next weekend and we catch maybe five between the both of us. And I caught maybe one of those five. Yep. That sounds so. about right. <clears throat> yeah. Figured maybe we uh, talk about a little bit of, you know, just so people can get to know us a little bit. Um, I'm sure some of you probably already know us just from being around as long as we have. Uh, maybe get into... You know what got us into bass fishing yeah you can go first because you got there before i did so all right well and it was pretty much your fault why i got into bass fishing so yeah it's partially my fault i'm yeah. gonna blame i'm gonna blame jared too yeah jared a little bit too yep he's just as big of an instigator um and no i really didn't fish a whole lot until i was probably like sophomore in high school kind of like went trout fishing periodically and then it was kind of when I started, like, getting out of baseball. Like, I need something to do with my time. I'm, like, such a busy person. Always was outdoors anyways and needed something to do. So I started going fishing with uh, my buddy Jared and Mike at the time and started going out on Jared's little Sears and Roebuck 16-foot flat bottom. Mm -hmm. I remember that. And the amount of times... We bailed water out of that thing just trying to survive on a lake is yeah impressive. But, you know, that, that got us out there. That got us fishing. Um, we go out, just really just hang out. Obviously, both of us, you know, playing sports growing up, a little competitive. Kind of started getting into, you know, who can who can catch the most, who can catch the biggest. So you kind of get a little bit of the gateway drug into tournament fishing that way, just competing against your buddies. Um fast forward just a little bit finally i got tired of you know relying on somebody else to get on the water so ended up uh buying my first little boat little aluminum 16 foot some dude makeshifted the heck out of it into a bass boat it's the most unstable thing i've ever been in my life but D denver bronco colors yeah the denver bronco colors dude spray painted denver broncos on the back of the seats like <laughs> not even a broncos fan but you know what it got me on the water and Fished a couple of years out of that. Really, really was getting the bug. And then sold it, saved a little bit, and bought that 96 Skeeter. 
And then from there, it was, it was game on. It had a functioning, you know, bigger platform. Actually had functioning live wells. Um, then we had a family friend that did tournaments for a long time. Finally convince us, you know, hey, you should just jump in one. You guys are both competitive. You'll have fun with it. So I said, okay, cool. Yeah, where is it? Oh, it's up at the uh, the Parker Strip. Yeah. Okay. Where well, what's that? up there? <laughs> yeah. What is that? Oh, it's just a little river off of uh, off of Havasu. Like, oh, okay, that's that's kind of neat. And never never been up there before. Never actively even fished for smallmouth before. At that point, it's all been largemouth down here in the valley. And run up there. That was an awakening. Mm-hmm. But it also sparked a drive like I I'd, I'd never had. Like I was giddy as a schoolgirl out there waiting for blast off in the morning, having everybody you now just kind of idle around, smelling that two stroke. Yep. And then the the weigh ins at the end were really cool too. Yeah, they did the a drive yeah. set up. Got spoiled with the drive through weigh in first tournament. Yep. That was really cool. The we did not do very well. I think we caught like three fish. Yep. Didn't had no clue what we were doing for smallmouth. No. Had no clue how to fish a river current. No. But the challenge of that made me want to just do it more and more and more and more. So then after that, we got back here home and, I mean, we were probably fishing three, four times a week. Yep. Just learning, learning, just putting time on the water, putting time in. Yep, because I was still, I was still in school. Yeah. So we'd go after school, just hook up the boat and go. If I get off of work, you know, wait for you to get home from school and go. Yep. Then, I mean, it's just been what we talked about it the other day. It was like twelve years now. Yeah, because I started about ten years ago. Yeah, so about twelve years now that I've been bass fishing, doing tournaments now for probably ten. Um. But yeah, it's. I've never had anything like challenge me as much as this, and I lo- I love mental games. I love being able to, you know, have to outthink something. You're, I mean, you're literally tricking fish, yeah, and trying to put yourself in the best possible, you know, best opportunity to be able to catch them. Yep, it's fun, but I mean, that's a little bit of backstory. I'm sure we'll get into more as time goes on, but yeah, yeah. As for me, it was like I said before, is you and. Uh... You and Jared took me out to Canyon Lake one night, gave me a uh, Texas rigged culprit ribbon tail in the electric blue color. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just casting it out there, dragging it back, and then caught like, I don't know, it was probably like at least maybe like a 12 ouncer. And that was, it was like, oh, okay. Because prior to that, I had watched. I was a fan of the Bassmasters and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Watched all the stuff on TV and it was always like, oh, that'd be so cool. But you need all this money to get all this nice equipment and stuff. Like mm-hmm. there's no point. I'm just used to trout and catfish and whatever. And then once that happened that night, it was just like, oh man, I need to find a way <laughs> to do this. And then, then it kind of trickled down from anytime you upgraded your gear, I would get get your older stuff and then that's kind of how I p- would start practicing and yeah then of course you know I'm a nerd about pretty much anything I get into so then I was just researching countless countless videos on YouTube and articles and all sorts of stuff on trying to figure out how to 
get better at certain things. And of course, the first thing I figured out how to do properly was drop shotting. And that is my absolute favorite thing to do now. That's still your bread and butter. Um, a lot of props goes to Aaron Martins. You religiously watched his videos, and uh, I picked up a lot of a lot of stuff that he used to do, used to do when it comes to drop shotting, being super OCD about stuff, which comes easy for me because I'm already kind of OCD. So um, yeah, you're very much in that. But yeah, after the the Blackwater event, I think we jumped into, we saw that um, Let's Talk Fishing had a high school um, series. And I think we jumped in like the last tournament of the year, or one of the last tournaments of the year there at Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. And then I think I got like 20 bucks from it. Yeah. From what we weighed in. Cash um, your first check. Yeah. And then after that, <laughs> it was like, okay, what we got to pick a tournament series and just jump into this. And then that's when we found Jack AZ. And got waxed. Yeah. For a long time. For a but few we, years. You know, we got a lot of respect from a lot of the older guys. It was, it was rough there for a while because we were the youngest by far youngest team by like 15 20 years out of everybody that was there so you know we naturally got the the, what the hell are these kids doing here who do they think they are sort of attitude and then and we were both standing there like we don't know yeah we don't know but we're just (laughs) gonna fish and try and learn as much as we can and after a while a lot of the guys started kind of warming up to us that was a lot that was nice Um, now that was a cool intro to the the tournament community as a whole yeah and then, then we jumped into Let's Talk Fishing, and then we fished that for years, you know, four or five years, I think. Yeah. Did well. Yeah, we did really well. I think uh, every year we were, like, in the top three for Anglers of the Year. Yeah. The one at once. Um, and one at once, yeah. And then one championship one year. Yeah. <clears throat> on a lake that I don't know how to catch a bass on currently. Yeah. So that's about it. But, I mean, early on. You know, growing up in Washington for as little as I did, it was only four years, but trout fishing, of course, mm-hmm. is where we kind of started. And then when we got down here, it was kind of like, oh, you're in Arizona, you're in the desert, there's nothing around here to even fish, so why even bother? And then we started up north with trout again, and then started catfishing and stuff at Saguaro and Canyon. and So whatever would bite. Yep, and then you, Jared, and Mike started the whole bass fishing thing, and that's kind of, it all just fell um fell in place from there and now bass fishing is like my my getaway thing it's my therapy yeah it's like my nice reset anytime you go out to the lake even if you get absolutely crushed by you know weather or whatever happens it, it's yeah, still just... at the end of the day is like all right it's still nice to get out you sit there and willingly so, take the punishment of mother nature and it's yeah. still better than 98% of what you could be doing. Yeah. That's when you know you got it bad. Yeah. And and again, growing up playing sports, um, both of us, you know, we just naturally have that competitive spirit and, you know, it was as much pitching as I did in baseball and stuff. The, the mental game, like, a, like you mentioned is, is huge. So it gives me like a nice little, okay, I got to figure it out. I got to put the pieces together. You got to, you know, figure every day is different. You know, how's everything reacting at this time, at this time, you know, this time of year, all that sort of stuff. So, right. um, so yeah, it's always a challenge, which is nice. It's never the same back to back days. No. Um, so you mentioned something that I want to go back to. Okay. Um, you're talking about, oh, it's the desert. Yeah. There's no, 
there's no lakes there's no fishing uh-huh. there's bass fishing's got to be terrible i mean it's not we, we really have some sneaky good lakes oh yeah some they, are they, some have gone through their had their moments but every lake kind of kind of has i mean our I mean, saguaro so. and apache before the last algae bloom were actually making i think they both cracked the top 20 in Bassmasters top 100 yeah if i remember correctly i'd have to go find that magazine really? again but yeah huh. they were both in there very nice i know they're very scenic lakes so that probably helps as well but oh for sure um but i mean i remember we, seeing roosevelt on there a long time ago back in the day way back in the day when you could you know catch like 50 a day for and then your best five would be like 11 pounds i'd say that was probably a good 10 yeah years it had to ago. be yeah easy because that was back when uh oh geez is it flw like the Rayovacs or whatever they were at the time they came out here uh, yeah they did I'm trying to remember the i can't remember what the exact series was but we actually had like big tournaments out at roosevelt mm-hmm. it wasn't very often no but i i do remember that were they bfls i don't i don't remember i don't i don't ty was at one that i was at i was just fishing that day but i remember seeing him he probably remember might have to ask him shoot him a message or something and see which one it was because that's gonna that's gonna bother the heck out of me now because i do remember like we actually had like national tournaments here yep at one point in time but it's like or a lot of the west coast yeah the bigger west coast division stuff. stuff yeah but now they're all in california yeah or up at havasu or mojave and yeah. that's pretty much it because i mean one bass was pretty big out here too for all the lakes still are still are a little bit now they're more just havasu right Havasu, Mojave, yeah, Mead, and then I know they did a lot of California stuff too. Yeah, but well, I mean, California that's... tournaments are starting to be tougher and tougher to just with California being California. That's true. Yeah, that that state's not helping. We're themselves gonna stop out. stocking our lakes with trout. No more of that. <laughs> Didn't ours start doing that too? Yeah, I think ours is is mostly because we just I don't think we could afford it. I don't know. But I know I call BS. our hatcheries also, um, I know they had that, um, like infection problem or whatever with yeah, a lot of their fish. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Well, hopefully that's something that they pick back up again because we can ask Jared. We could ask him when we get him on. Yeah. That kind of, I mean, that's one of like the future segments yep. that I'd like to get is, uh, I'd like to get like either game and fish biologist would be really cool. Yep. Um, I mean, we know uh, one of my best friends, Jared. He's a, he's one of the game wardens. Would love to get him on, see what he could talk about, um, and give us funny stories as far as like I'm stories sure and he's stuff. Got plenty yeah, of those. I don't know what he's allowed to talk about and what he's not, but I'll I'll have to have to ask him. I think that'd be really fun. Uh, piggybacking off of just interviews in general. At some point, once we get our feet under us here, get kind of established with what we're doing and a little bit more efficient, um, would really like to start interviewing like local tournament winners. Just do a little little segment, you know, give them their kudos. Yep. Uh, pick their brain a little bit, see, you know, what, what they sparked. want to. Yeah, if they want to. You I'm know. sure they'll get shut down a few times. Yeah, that's fine. Some, some guys don't like to talk. That's cool. <laughs> some guys might be interested. 
to share their background and yep. you know what sparked their drive and interest in it. Yep. It's always fun to hear. Uh really want to start doing some local tackle shop spotlights. Yes. Get some owners on. Yes. I think that'd be a blast because, I mean, a lot of the owners... Support uh, local, down with Tackle Warehouse, don't buy from them. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, but for... I mean, a lot of the local stuff anymore, we got some really good options. We really do. Especially, you know, I guess the the biggest one for me is... um, Wow. The one in Peoria. Hookup. Oh, the amount of amazing JDM stuff that they have is anytime I walk, go into that store, it's just a jaw hits the floor and it's just like, oh my God. Because yeah. Japanese bass fishing stuff is it's cool. just the colors, the attention to detail. Yeah, their baits just look so good. They work so well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, a lot of people, I think their first dive into that stuff over over here is when uh, Megabass started making the the Ito oh, yeah. more available over here. And now that's just, if you don't have a Megabass Ito in your jerkbait box, you're not doing anything right with the jerkbait. That is the jerkbait. <laughs> I mean, it, for everyone. yeah, it's taken over. Like to a point where when I go shopping for jerkbaits, I look at other jerkbaits and I'm like, well, it doesn't look like an Ito, so it's not going to work. Yeah. Um, no, that that bait's got something. The only only other one that I'd even, like, put against it is the Lucky Craft Pointer. Yeah. Caught a lot of fish off that bait. Old school. Went to, what's the 68DD? Yeah. Which they aren't very uh, available anymore. That that little jerk bait. Yes. That thing was solid. Great. Great jerk bait. It's almost like the old Excalibur one knockers. Yeah. Booyah has those now. I know, but they're not the same. No, they're not the same. They do not sound the same. I've put colors don't look the same either. No, I've put two and two together. Those are not the same. They did change them. Just very unfortunate because that was an awesome rattle trap. Yep. Heard Bill Lewis is good too, but I I haven't really screwed around with those much yet. No, I don't like those. I tried those a long time ago. Not a fan. Not a fan. It's hard to hard to knock the one knocker. Yeah, dude, that thing was awesome so loud i've got a couple left but i'm like scared to throw them anymore because i don't want to lose them (laughs) yeah i don't blame you but then i fight the inner demon of why have them then Mm -hmm. it's like buying a roman made to have it on that goes on the wall (laughs) yeah i was like well i could go throw that out this Mm -mm. throw this weekend but uh rather not i'm not gonna go throw five hundred (laughs) dollars yeah (laughs) they're more than that those things are into thousands yeah that's true depending on which model you get it's a collector's item that, you, know. that you could possibly catch fish on. There's dudes that hook those things. I mean, that's just swim bait fishing in general for me anymore. Is like you buy one and it's like, oh, it looks so cool. I don't want to throw it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to lose it. But yeah, so, I mean, getting back on topic a little bit, but um, yeah, it'd be really fun to get some of the I want to get insight from the local tackle shops. Like what made them want to do that? Yeah. I mean, obviously they're going to be absolute tackle junkies or just fishing junkies in general. Yeah. What are their future plans? Yeah. What makes them tick? Like, I think that'd be really fun. Any plans to like, um, join like certain circuits in Arizona and stuff to support them. And yeah. 
Um, I know Liars does their um, Dick Laporte yep. charity the tournament yep. every year. I think they're doing the... They jumped into a couple different ones. They do the Top Water only now, too. Yep. The Rico. Yep. Top Water. Rico and Persuader. Yep. That's a fun tournament. I know. We missed it this year. I yeah, wanted we did. to do it. Unfortunately, we couldn't. But yeah, next next year we're jumping in. That, that is a fun format. Maybe we'll start going to the, the Spro Rock tournaments at Havasu, too. Go beat our head against a wall. That was fun. That is a blast, but that is brutal. Oh, yeah. Because if they're not eating that, no. you don't have an option. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it's fun, though. Well, the last time we did it, we were getting frustrated upriver, too, because we had giant smallmouth blowing up on our frogs yeah, all the, the popping time, it out of the water of course they're too damn small they can't eat the frog properly so i still want that's on my bucket list though well, I, they have the like the still got a spro has a super small frog now they could probably throw spinning rod yeah that'd be fun just saying small mouth on a frog is something on my list heck yeah like just edwin evers was his on a frog or was his flipping? I think his was flipping. No, I thought it was on, it was on a frog. Was it on a frog? Yeah. Because he got in the boat. I got a brown one. <laughs> oh, my God. That's another thing. Elite Series, back west. Let's make it happen. Yeah, I don't know if it Come will. Come on. It, California is. Go to. There's a reason they don't, I think. Probably no, it's because, because of, majority of the field complains about driving that far. Well, that too. You get logistically, yeah. Okay. What about all the guys from out west that drive all the way to New York? They don't complain. Yeah. Well, they're also willingly doing that rather than well, Bassmaster yeah. actually having to logistically move all their crap across the country. So it, ma- it makes a little bit of sense, you know. I'm not saying like every year. They don't have the funding, I don't think. I to... think you could budget it every couple of years to make a small swing out west. Yeah. I mean, you're missing a pretty big demographic of people. I mean, honestly, though, I think you'd only be, there's only three places I could think of that they'd probably be able to do it. Because, I mean, they're basically the Bassmaster Eastern Series. Yeah. Which I get it. There's phenomenal fisheries out there, but it's like, come on, showcase the West. I mean, it'd probably just be what, Havasu, the Delta, and Clear Lake. Yeah. You could, I mean, you could really have some fun and go throw those boys out on Mead. Yeah. Or Powell. Yeah, Mead or Powell. I'd say Mead. Mead's fun. It's challenging. And there's a... You want to see the best of the best, go out on a challenging fishery and go figure it out. Yeah. There's a spot in Washington, too, that... Well, there's the Columbia River up that way. Yeah, but that can be dangerous. And they were just out on the Great Lakes. Dangerous. Um, Trying to think of some other places. I don't know if Shasta's big enough. I don't know if that's well, big Well, maybe. Enough. They've done some uh, opens and stuff there. Maybe back in the day. But yeah, I'd I like to see, I want to see more Texas on the, they haven't really gone to Texas very much. I mean, they have like their, what, two tournaments? One? It's just one now. Just one. Yeah, because they got rid of the Texas Bass Classic or whatever It's it just was. Fork, I think, now that they do. Yeah, but, yeah, again, change it up. You got Amistad, you've got Falcon. Yeah. Ray Roberts. Yeah. Ray Toledo, Roberts would be cool. Toledo Bend. There's a lot of Texas lakes that don't make it on the schedule. I mean, Toledo Bend would be awesome. That'd be a Elite fun derby to watch. Yeah, there's a lot of them out there that need some more love. There's a lot of lakes in general that it's like, I mean, I, I would like to see a couple every year that are like new lakes that like none of them are going to have history on. If there's one good thing I can say about MLF, then that's, that's what I like about them. But they, even they've got away from it. A little, but they still... 
I think this year, this coming season, they've got two on their that are new that are new on their list that they haven't been to. So, I'm just saying they're missing the boat on hitting some other other places. They are. I really, I really wish I knew the reason why. Like, there's some great without them just saying, "Well, I think it all comes down to the dollar." Because there's so many cities, sure. there's so many cities out there that are willing to pay top dollar to have them come out. Yeah, because the revenue is insane. Oh, in those the areas. Sabine River. There's another Texas one. Forgot about that. Yeah, but they go to the Sabine. I know because Orange Texas shows out. Yep, the fishing sucks, but that place shows out for yeah. fans. They are honestly fishing as, crazy as much as the fishing there. isn't very good on that river. It's probably like my favorite tournament to watch out of the year. Because you got to figure something out. Well, and that, that river is just so cool. It's it's different. It's like Louisiana and Texas Yeah, in one. Which I think, isn't it on the... Yeah, it's on the border. The border there? Yeah, so... No, it's a, it's a cool fishery. I don't know. I like grinders. I like seeing the guys have to work. I hate the... I don't hate... I, I don't like watching the all-out slugfests of, oh, hey, we had, you know, 85 bags of, you know, 20-plus pounds. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, eh. St. Lawrence. I want to go see a St. guy, Lawrence. like, who struggle all day to catch his fifth one yeah. 20 minutes before weight. That is that is why I consistently have just gone back to Bassmaster and not MLF. Yeah, it's not as fun. Because the MLF deal, like, there's so much time on live that you watch where you feel like it's not even worth it to watch because there's just like the, the knockout rounds or whatever yeah. before the, t- like they just, it doesn't feel the same as like a, it's different. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to just knock MLF the whole time, but yeah, they're, they're from my, it's my opinion really just watching that live. I'd much rather watch Bassmaster live than MLF live. You know, what really does like it when I gave too. MLF a try, I always caught myself just watching like the last day or two, like the when it actually other mattered. three days in front of it. I didn't care because it was just boring to watch. Yeah. So that, and I like the weigh-ins. I like having the suspense. Yes. Granted. Yeah. There's bass track, but those guys sandbag so bad. Oh yeah. There's been plenty of times this year that where that's happened. It's never, or they don't have a marshal and they don't update their stuff all day. Yeah. And then they come And then in. you're sweating it out on your fantasy team going, what happened to this guy? Yeah, he's at zero and then <laughs> it, weighs, it weighs in top five. And it's like, oh, okay, right. cool. No, it's... Yeah, I just, like I said, I, I like watching grinders. Because I like, I like having to watch them make decisions. Yep. And like really like battling internally what to do. Yeah. That's fun to me. And it's all like, um, it's much bigger, like for the classic. Like, I love what the classic. There is, is only one classic. The greatest thing to watch live. Yes. It's a spectacle. You can tell on every single one of those guys' faces, like, that this is the tournament of the year. That's why a lot of them came back. Yep. It, there is something so special about that tournament, which we will be at next year. Yep. I hope so. We're At least I hope I, I can go. I hope. You're going. I don't care. You're going. Okay. We're going to Grand Lake. We're going to fly or are we going to drive? I don't know. Figure that out. <laughs> Gas is cheaper once you start heading that way. Yeah, but flight might be cheaper too. Who knows? We'll figure that out. We're going though. Grand Lake O oh, the Cherokee. Yeah, buddy. We're going to go watch Jason Christie. Go take it to everybody. Maybe Hank Cherry has a... Yeah. Re, uh, Hallman's resurgence. got really good... 
history there too. No, Ike and Ellie's done pretty well there in the past. Did Ike qualify for the classic? I'm pretty sure he did. He had a pretty good year, actually. I don't remember where he ended up in standings. Pull it up. Let's take a look. I'm pretty sure he did. Because I remember following him quite a bit this year, and it was like his first half of the season was pretty solid. Um, 40, 47th? I'm, Isn't it like 54 or something like that? It's a classic. I thought it was like 42. Ooh. I think he missed it. No. Pretty sure. Does that mean... I'm pretty sure. It's, I thought it was like 42. Fighter and Zaldane won't be in it. They had rough years. Jeez. There's a lot of big names that really struggled this year. I'm see back on my thing again. Hmm? Nixon in 97th. Klon in 103rd. Like... <laughs> Taking up space for new guys coming in. Uh, those guys can. Clinton had a great tournament this last one. This last one, yeah. Yeah, Menendez didn't make it then. Lester, Swindle. Yeah. Gussie can't defend the nope. title. Nope. Kennedy's not in. <laughs> Jeez. Cliff's out. Cliff's out, and he normally does pretty good in the classics, too. Yeah, Scott Martin barely missed it. So is it 40 then? Is that why this banner's here? No, I'm pretty sure it was 42. I'm looking it up right now. Well, Polonik's in it. So there you Did go. Did he make it? Yeah. If so. Ooh, I knew he was close. Grand Lake. Probably Scott Canterbury's good there too. That'll be a good one. That will be a really good tournament. I have some just really good Bassmaster Live memories with the Grand Lake. Hank Cherry's uh, six-pounder he lost. Oh, yeah. His rookie season. Um, oh, Cliff Pace. Oh, geez. When he won. Yeah. Oh, Welcher, man. He ended up putting a I can only screaming at the dog. I think that oh, was Grand Lake, too. I think that was. Shut up, dog. Oh, no. He said more than that. I know he did. <laughs> that was a insert expletive here. That was a blow-up of dog. all blow-ups. <laughs> oh man that's what happens when your trolling motor breaks in the middle of the classic what else did Christy has Christy won the classic at Grand Lake or he won, he won the Gunners, Gunnersville I believe <laughs> pretty sure one classic win I'm pretty sure is on Gunnersville I oh, know Greenville uh, Hartwell yeah Oh, yeah. That's right, because he was throwing a... Uh, that was that was a super cold tournament. That was that Colorado Blade spinner bait. Right. Bleed. He's only got eight wins. No big deal. But his top tens, I think the classics, he's... Um, yeah, so he placed third... In 2018. At Hartwell. At Hartwell. And then one Hartwell. Yeah. Second. At, at Grand, Grand Lake. Lake. Yeah. 2016. No, he's going to be a force for sure there. Seventh in 2013 at Grand. So yeah. seventh and then a... Yeah. He's a, he's a shoe-in top tenner for yeah. that tournament. He knows way too much of that lake. 
wish they had like a sorting thing on here where you could like sort them by lake to talk to Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> we need more stats, especially for somebody like you who is a stataholic. Yes. Stats make the world go around in sports for you. Yeah, for me. I love looking at numbers in sports. I just like seeing who's winning. Who won? That's probably what will kick my butt next year in fantasy. Because I'll go way too deep into it, probably. You're like the Mac Penguin. So like, well, he placed third yeah. here 15 years ago. <laughs> He's got to do it again. You're like Pengrak, where he just like deep dives everything. Yeah. It's not good. No, they'll, they'll lead you down a serious rabbit hole. Well, anyways, I guess we're in the second half of the show, so do we want to go over the St. Lawrence River sure. debacle? It's not really a debacle. but I don't know. Those weights are a debacle. Nobody Pat- should have yeah. that many. Patrick Walters gets it done with 105 pounds. Even. Even of smallmouth only in four days, which is and To think that unreal. guy could not catch a smallmouth like two years ago. <laughs> Yeah, with how good he is with forward-facing sonar, too, because that's, that's like all this tournament was. That's all almost every tournament is anymore. It is. Uh, like I said, the Bassmaster... Um, forward-facing league? Yeah, forward-facing Olympics. I don't know. I mean, it, it's... Especially when you get up north. I mean, if... But, you know, like I was saying the other day, it's like... With the northern lakes, it's kind of always been an electronic heavy well, yeah, you're either tournament. Two D in them, or you're forward right. facing them. Is either you're on top of them, or you're not able to, or you don't have to sit on top of them now because of forward facing sonar. Yeah, um, yeah, they were using electronics for smallies, no matter what. Yeah, um, it makes it easier now because you can stay off of them and not on top of them. Right, you'll just catch more, and that helps because these lakes have like twenty five foot visibility. Yeah. So. Definitely going to get more bites. So, yeah, Walters gets it done with 105. Uh, Chris Johnston finished second with 103.12. I mean, you you have to, if you're at a smallmouth lake, you have to know that both Johnston brothers are probably going to be good. I didn't I didn't know if Corey was yeah. going to rebound after day one. He sure did. Yeah, that was really weird. Interesting. Already oh. having problems first episode. Great. We'll yeah, pick, we'll good start. Out. Um, anyways, back to where I was. Third, Kiyoya Fujita finished with 102.5. Two amazing tournaments back-to-back for him, getting the win at um, St. Clair and then getting third here at St. Lawrence. I actually thought he might go back-to-back. Yeah, I think a lot of us kind of thought or knew that he'd be at least in the top five, and he was. And then he lost the Angler of the Year title by one point, which is heartbreaking. A very uh, heartbreaking thing. Literally but, had to finish second. Yeah, but you got to give it to Joey Sefuentes, though. Oh, for sure. You know, rookie year winning two Elite Series tournaments is pretty pretty incredible. Agreed. Um, all right, and then Taku Ito, fourth with 101.7. He's kind of turning into, if we're anywhere with smallmouth, he's in the top 10. Yep. Shoe in, top 10. A lot of fun to watch on live, too. Smallmouth Disneyland. Yep. 
And then in fifth, Kyle Welcher, your Bassmaster Elite Series Angler of the Year this year. Um, Well-deserved. Great season. Absolutely could do no wrong this year. No, Uh, even his boat decided to break down the day after he won it. Yes. Um, Which probably would have gotten fourth, maybe, if he was able to come in. He wasn't on time, right? So he lost... No, he was he was on time back. He just lost like half of his day. Oh, well, yeah, that'll do it too. Because of all of the, he kept blowing fuses. Especially, it seemed like the the bite turned on a little later. Yeah, at this uh, this like. Yeah, he kept blowing fuses, and then Justin Atkins came and uh, let him use his boat. Nice. Um, And then the other Johnston brother, Corey, in sixth with ninety six, even. Um, like I was saying, of course, they probably shared some info with each other, so... They both know. Those two have fished team tournaments on there, like, their whole life. Yeah. So, I'm sure uh, Chris gave Corey some input after day one. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he ripped What him. are you doing? Because <laughs> he did it on stage. He told him that he needs to put his big boy pants on and actually head to the lake. Because <laughs> Corey... Yeah, which is Corey pretty much wasn't the even the St. Lawrence River tournament. It was the Lake Ontario tournament. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Yeah, because I guess Corey, on day one, because of how bad it was, he stayed in the river. Oh, yeah. Instead of heading out into the lake. A lot of people made that mistake. Yes, they did, and they got whooped for it. At least Corey was able to rebound the next two days. Yeah. Because he knows enough. Then in seventh, uh, Kenta Kimura, 95-10. Justin Hamner in eighth, 95-6. And good old Matty Wong got a top 10. I'm so happy for that. Such an awesome guy. Love that dude. Definitely a guy that you want to keep around on the Elite Series. He's just a good presence. Yes. And he's from Hawaii. Like, you don't think that, you know, a Bassmaster guy is going to come from Hawaii, but he has, and he's done done really well. No, between him and Carl. Yeah, Carl, Australia, too. Yeah, that's another one. Um, Just good people. Yes. Very positive all the time. So I think there's only been... What two international countries that have won an elite series event? Japan and Australia. Oh no, Canada. Oh, Canada. So three. Yeah, that's Say, it. Yeah, good old Chris. You know what? I'm honestly waiting. I have a feeling that there's at some point there's going to be a South African or um, Italy or France. I wouldn't be shocked because bass fishing in France is getting pretty big. Pretty big. That's interesting. And I know there used to be a couple on the the opens that were doing pretty good. It's just a matter of time. Um, and then rounding out the top 10 is good old Scott Martin with 90, 95, four pounds. Big se- difference. Separating. He, he must have had a really bad last day. He didn't have a bad day. Everybody else just caught him. I'm curious what his day four weight was now. I think it was like 20 pounds. Oh, do they not have it updated yet? Well, that's weird. Either that or the laptop's about ready to explode. Oh. Oh, my goodness. I think it is. It might. <laughs> <laughs> like I said. Either way. This is great tournament. Yeah. It was fun to watch, even though everybody was staring at a screen all day. Next year, it's going to be a blast. Um, I'm already so excited for next season. I don't even know where they're fishing yet or anything. I just, I eat this stuff up. 
they released the uh we could go over that real quick i think they have the uh schedule out for next year do they for next year already uh -huh. i know mlf had theirs but that's just all the opens that are left so if we go to 24 yeah nothing yet uh, i could have swore they posted it somewhere thought i saw it maybe not but we're going to talk a, uh, a little bit of fantasy fishing i don't know yes. if there's any of you guys that are anybody out there that's into fantasy sports um i myself definitely am big fan of fantasy fishing uh we have the az doc talk group for fantasy which will be open again next year um i encourage all of you to join and compete and we can have a little always fun banter trash talk it's good stuff yep uh good chance may put like a discord together so everybody can you know talk and you know talk some crap talk fishing and in, in the discord there might put something like that together uh let us know you know if you guys want that but we're also going to put a little prize pack together for whoever whoops on everybody next year in fantasy fishing we'll get a little prize pack yes yeah we're gonna be fun we're gonna put something together over the next year here and uh have a little little skin in the game for somebody to to win something cool i could have sworn maybe it was the bass pro tour that i saw it was bass pro tour i'm actually curious let's look at that i didn't look at it very well when it came out but i do i think i remember them saying they had like two new Toledo Ben, Santee Cooper. I think Santee Cooper is the one of the new ones that they have for they them. Been to uh, Dale Hollow. That'll be sick. That'll be cool. That there's some good smallmouth in Dale Hollow. Lake Eufaula, Oklahoma. Yep, the home of our, our your, boat. your boat. Yeah, wish we would have. I so wish we would have brought rods. Uh me too. Um, Kissimmee Chain, Chowan River. I have no clue on that one. That's a new one. That is a new one. That'll be interesting to check out. James River and, and of Saint course Lawrence. St. Lawrence. Everybody's got to go to the St. Lawrence. You notice how they didn't do any smallmouth tournaments around the spawn this time? <laughs> actually, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, August no. maybe. That's right. They were just there. They last, do later, month, so or this earlier this month. Yeah. When all that crap went down. Yeah. You uh, kind of have to hit the northern lakes like within a certain window. There's only so many months that that thing doesn't have ice on it. I know, but things will ensue as we all have found out. Hopefully they're a little bit more. I really hope they change those rules. Strict on stuff. So that was, that was, that was pretty ridiculous. All right. Well, anything else you want to talk about? I mean, no, not really. Um, Just kind of, you know, sum everything up. You know, thanks if you guys have made it this far into the podcast. Appreciate it. I know yeah, fir first one's going to be a rough one. Yeah. We're so. learning how we're going to structure everything and, and do everything here. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I really look forward to de deep diving all of the uh, local tournaments. Yeah. Me too. And really start talking about those. And then once we get into season, you know, we'll give some breakdowns of what we saw, what we were doing, you know, what happened, what lake conditions were like. Yep. Really start, you know dropping some knowledge and hopefully by next episode you can say that you caught a bass again i hope so 
If not, I'm walking into traffic. I'm just <laughs> so ending it. We will go try again this weekend, and hopefully we learn, learn more. Put it this way, by Saturday, by the end of Saturday, if I don't have one voted, all of you, highest bidder gets a Triton. <laughs> as long as you get what you want, you want out of it, and then we can get something newer. <laughs> <laughs> just bad juju goes. Just all of it. Yeah. Start fresh. No, we'll figure it out. I got to get out of my own head out there. I'm trying too hard. Yeah, you do. Loosey goosey. Yeah. That only goes so far when you loosey goosey for four hours and still don't catch anything. I get it. You can spin out real easy. You just beat your head against the deck. I do Against too. the deck. But yeah. Thank you for everyone, you know, listening. Yes. Uh, hopefully you all enjoyed this and look forward to what we have in the future. Um, like I said, we're going to be doing every Thursday is what we plan on dropping. Um, Episodes might be a little bit shorter now that the late series is in their yeah, off season. We'll kind of have a segment cut out there, um, but we'll we'll still have probably a lot of news from, of course, the around the professional bass fishing and stuff, locally and local whatever comes up. So I'm sure there'll still be plenty plenty to talk about. We'll talk about baits and all sorts of stuff. So. And if any of you have ideas of topics you want us to cover, yeah, um, check out our Facebook. Yeah, AZ Doc Talk on. Facebook, uh, AZ Doc Talk on Instagram, AZ Doc Talk on X. Yes. Formerly Twitter. Yes. Um, we're on all of that. So would love to uh, get feedback from you guys. And we might upload this episode on YouTube as well. So yeah, we'll get that set up. Yeah. Got to get that set up. Yeah. would love to get feedback from everybody. Um, there anything you want us to cover or talk about also yeah, always tell, open to tell suggestions tell us if we, if we suck and then what we can fix and <laughs> yeah we're just gonna keep it raw too i and mean i like, promise i'll sound better because i'm still getting over being sick so <laughs> yeah no i, I want to keep it raw too like i just i don't want to fake anything it's us yep we are who we are yeah that's the joy of podcasting yeah Although a lot of people edit their stuff now. Yeah, no facades. Cut and split no. everything. Just let it roll. Yes. I, I love impurities and imperfections. Yeah, me too. I don't know why, but they just, they keep it fun. We're all human. Yeah. I don't, I don't like listening to things that are like overly polished. Yeah, me too. It's, it's weird. weird. It's, yeah. it's like a turn off to me listening to it. Yep. I don't know. I'm weird, but I'm before I could just get rambling on random <laughs> things. As we do. Yeah. It's it's going to happen. You guys will know this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like all, you know, jump on the pages. Give them a like if you like this. Um, if you're excited for what's coming out, be a way to uh, keep involved in everything. And we'll be posting on there when episodes are dropping and, you know, asking for opinions on segments and whatnot on all the social medias also. So please give feedback yep. if you, uh, you want to hear certain things or talk about certain things. Yep. Sounds good. So, yeah. All right. Well, well we're going to get the heck on that. See you here. guys on the next episode. Um, again, hopefully, uh, Cole can say he caught a bass by then. Hope so. <laughs> we'll see. All right, guys. See you later. Later. later.